0: Welcome to John Graves Kayak Fishing. Let's talk about right now one of my favorite places to fish here in Central Florida and that is the Harris Chain of Lakes. It was the first place that I went to one that I hear about in the magazines, online, watching TV. I always hear about the Harris Chain of Lakes and I was so happy to hear that it was just literally like 40 minutes away from where I live here in central Florida. Now the state of Florida has many great bass fisheries that have been absolutely made famous by huge catches in a lot of those pro tournaments. The Sunshine State is of course a bass angler's paradise and attracts folks from like all around the world. With a multitude of great places to visit, one of the most popular here in Florida is the Harris Chain. And it's located a pretty convenient trip away from Orlando. Not long ago, the Harris Chain struggled with its fishing, but has made a really remarkable rebound. And it could possibly be what I consider one of the best bodies of water for bass fishing in the entire state. Well, as the name implies, the Harris chain is a collection of lakes connected by canals. There's like 79,000 acres of water comprised of eight different lakes. There's Lake Apopka, Lake Harris, Lake Griffin, Lake Eustace, Lake Dora, Lake Buclair, Lake Carlton, and Lake Yale. Each one of these lakes on any given day could be considered best one, or well, the worst one, I guess it all depends. Varying in size, water clarity with grass being the biggest key to success with many ways to fish these waters really depending on the season. One of the key elements to all the season is locating the hydrilla as it attracts the biggest bass, just like a magnificent magnet. Now the seasons tend to blend together here with a large portion of the year being very hot and humid and winter and springtime is mild and there is a great chance you will find bass during all three stages of the spawn during these cooler times of the year now these florida bass hate the colder temperatures and the bite slows down a big time and honestly i would think that many would agree honestly that when the temps drop a midwestern angler who is savvy and patient using finesse techniques and is able to slow down can really dominate the field this was the case for me in the harris chain bass masters bass nation tournament where the temps just absolutely dropped big weather came in with a small crafts advisory so i thought it'd be a good idea to get on a obi trek nine inflatable but I found a slew with pads where I stayed out of the wind and big waves just I sat there all day nice calm water the Texas rig pulling out a number of bass while others raced around everywhere for the bite and a lot of them really depending on those electronics to find them I just stuck to the basics I placed fifth in that event with one of my best days on the Harris chain ever. But no matter the weather, the best bite tends to come later in the day into the evening when those air temperatures are low. StrictlySaleInc.com what were you doing in 1978 now Florida bass fishing in general I have found to be pretty simplified compared to most of the states that I've had the opportunity to fish in Where soft plastics I enjoy throwing soft plastic so I don't mind at all they absolutely dominate the bite here at all seasons the black and blue sinkos um, and creature baits are simply the, the zoom ultra vibe speed worm. Uh, soft jerk baits or top water frog chatter baits also do very well catching fish in all the seasons. Where a deep diving crankbait will treat you well in canals and around some of the deeper grass in the lakes. One big plus of fishing the Harris Chain are the numerous places to camp and eat and lots of the hotels close by uh, and don't you dare pass up a visit to the Twisted Biscuit, I'm telling you that right now. Order you up the Big liquor, and tell them John Graves Kayak Fishing sent you. The Harris Chain has truly blossomed into one of the best fisheries in Florida. If you have the chance check it out, located in Central Florida making it a really convenient place to visit for everything. One great fishing experience, the beautiful scenery and the wildlife, along with the potential for one hell of a personal best bath. So always keep those anglers coming back year after. The other day, I saw this article online, and it was written by Nicholas Little, to give credit where credit's due. He wrote this thing back in like September of 2018. Uh, and i noticed that he was a kayak uh, fishing guide here in Florida currently. So this guy's probably been doing this for a long, long time. And the article was titled, The Inshore Grand Slam. Now this style of kayak fishing greatly appeals to me. And every time somebody walks into the door with a story about catching these fish and how I should be on a kayak out there catching these fish rather than chasing those bass, that's where I need to be. I hear these things and I see the rods that are being built for those techniques and those occasions, I'm gonna get out there to So what exactly is an inshore grand slam? Well, the inshore Grand Slam is made up of three species of fish: That's the redfish, the speckled trout, and the flounder. In 2016, the Florida Wildlife Commission updated the new saltwater angler recognition program. And this program was introduced several categories and ways to challenge yourself while out there saltwater fishing. And one of the categories, uh, Saltwater Grand Slams, lists nine different Grand Slams in the species of fish for each one of those. Now to qualify, each angler must catch all three species of fish in a 24-hour period. That's hard to do sometimes in a year, but in a 24-hour period, one must catch the redfish, the speckled trout, and a flounder. This program, Encourages the CPR or the catch photo release, and those pictures can be submitted to catchfloridarelease.com. Now, the quickest way to get this accomplished is by knocking out the two that will hit top water, and that is the redfish and the trout. Now, mind you, these techniques that you've been using while out there chasing for bass, top water. Jigging. These techniques are also used for these species of fish, just maybe a little bit different. Lure configuration. First thing to do is to find that right lure and then just bam, go after the bite. The throwing top water allows an angler to cover a lot of real estate until you get that first bite, then you locate. If fish are missing that lure, going after it. You see them coming up after it and they take a swipe at it Just slow it down a little bit speckled trout and the reds will feed very heavily at first light and top water is one of the best ways to locate those fish if you do locate these fish and they keep missing and just swatting at that lure nobody's committing to it just switch over to a soft plastic and began working that same area soft plastic like the rattling shrimp from american tackle now the flounder not the character of finding nemo but that very awkward looking species that's all twisted up sideways looks like sort of a picasso this is the third fish of that grand slam and they can be a little bit tougher to catch When targeting, the majority of anglers use a live bait. However, soft plastics do a fantastic job and allow you to cover a lot of water. But as with most, that first bite from the flounder is the most important. You want to keep the lure in the sand when targeting flounder and move quickly, but keep that lure on the bottom as much as you can. This would require a little bit heavier jig, like maybe a 3/8 ounce jig head with a 3-inch or 4-inch soft plastic. The potholes, that's a term used to describe the area of sand within the grass. And this is exactly where you will find the flounder. Flounder are a magnificent ambush predator and they spend their lives laying on the bottom waiting to just pounce on the nearest unsuspecting bait fish. They are very, very aggressive and they are willing to bite at that lure multiple times. They say that there is nothing like the thump of a flounder. So it is so important to pursue, when pursuing something like the inshore grand slam, you just gotta put in the time. Completing a grand slam just doesn't often happen with just good luck. It takes a ton of time on the water and knowledge to go after all three of these species within a 24-hour period.